previously on Almost Heroes. So we pick up where we left off in the last episode at the farewell dinner at the Hall of Heroes. Uh, very poignantly, Chesk challenges everyone to a drinking contest with Rangrim prevailing as the winner over Cosmo in the final drink off. Shortly after that, Madge challenges everybody to an arm wrestling contest with Cosmo overcoming Rangrim in the final round. Uh, Regalia then challenges Glynn to a knife throwing game and Pops joins in. Glynn, of course, comes out victorious against a dejected Regalia. Cosmo and Chess discuss how they have been, or how they, I guess, how the Boulderfist company has been exporting the current Darksteel mining. Chess reveals that he's been using the Baron to do so and has been uh, sending that Darksteel over to the Revivifists. Cosmo slaps Chesk in the face in disappointment, but Chesk quickly remediates Cosmo's upset feelings by handing him 16,000 gold. Rangrim has a sentimental moment with Regalia, and she makes she makes Rangrim promise that he will come home safe. And then we jump to the following day, with Glenn waking up in the hot tub, hanging out with Pops in a totally platonic way. Glenn takes some time in the morning to convert some of the Rakshasa's blood Rangrim had attained from Jargot to create some magic or Mage Bane oil to coat his weapons for this upcoming fight. Rangrim leaves a hidden note for Madge in her pocket, and while she's or sorry, in her pocket while she's sleeping, Madge returns the favor by repairing his damaged hand and reloads his deployable leaf blade. Whether or not Rangrim knows that's kind of up to him. And Cosmo has a final moment with his mother, Amy. Amy, in all her bobbiness, tells him to believe in himself and never give up on give up hope that he will accomplish his goals, whatever they may be. Gotta love moms. And with that, the guys set off north to the Revivifists, and that is where we left off. Thank you very much, BK. That brings us to episode 107, Frostbites. So when we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you, accompanied by your Warforged companion Bryn, had left your friends and family in Tintown behind and headed north to find the rebel faction known as the Revivifists. So it's the middle of the night, and you are currently soaring over the Quiet Lands. Uh, in your flying cart, uh, the air is beginning to become colder, and you can see below you that the lush green of the Quiet Lands is beginning to give way to the icy tundra of the north. Um, so my first kind of question for you all is, um, like, are you trying to, you know, you're traveling, uh, are you trying to get some sleep? Are you taking shifts? Um, and if so, uh, who is currently sleeping, um, in the middle of the night and who is driving the car? Um, I imagine we long rested, um, before set setting off. Um, yeah, but for sure. But if you if no one sleeps okay. in the middle of the night, then you guys would be no for sure. Rangroom would take the brunt of the like flying of the cart, and then okay. if someone else would tag in, just so I don't like catch a point of exhaustion, that'd be tight. Yeah, I think Glenn and Rangroom would take a first shift flying, and then we would probably tap in Cosmo and uh, Bryn on the second round. Awesome. Um, can I get a perception checks from the two of you? Uh, because Glenn got fucked by this previously, he will be doing this auditorially to avoid <laughs> big flappy wings. Uh, mine is a 16. Okay, great. Uh, 18 plus a bunch. 28. Okay. Um, so I'll say that, uh, you know, Rangram, you're, you're looking around. It, it's, it's definitely like, I mean... 
you're high up, you're you're looking down, you're you're, you're not seeing like uh, an incredible lot. Like you're, you're like I said, you're seeing the kind of uh, lush green of the quiet lands give way to the uh, kind of the snowy tundra below you. But aside from that, you're high enough up. Um, actually, this is a good question. Are you um, staying above cloud, uh, cloud level, uh, trying to stay high, or are you trying to kind of stay below the clouds um, so that you can get a better view of the ground? That's a very good question. I feel like normally when we travel, we're probably getting as high in altitude as we can where it's like not yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Not. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, uh, would would it be above the clouds? Would that be like laborious for us to like breathe? I've never thought of that, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't. So I think that um, it. I I think that in this situation, probably not. I think the clouds are a little bit lower, um, and uh, you can see that. Uh, as you're kind of getting, like, the clouds are kind of lower in the sky. Um, so, you know, you can stay above them without it being a huge problem. But I will say this, it is definitely starting to get colder and the higher altitude you are, the colder you are going to be. Um, but it will it will essentially give you some cover from the ground as far as people spotting you from below. Um, and, you know, if, but of course, if you're above them, then if something is flying, then it will be able to pick you up as well. Okay, so yeah, I'd say we're probably flying pretty high. Okay. I feel like Ed, that's probably the norm because we kind of just go in like a big jump yeah. trajectory towards stuff. So at some point we're at a big peak above the clouds. Perfect. Yeah, and you're in your kind of like rainbow arc above the uh, of your travel right now. Um, you're kind of at your you know at your peak above the clouds, um, and so that's making it incredibly difficult to see anything below. But you can say with with decent amount of confidence that you don't see anything that is you know kind of uh, approaching you currently uh, at least at your altitude. Um, Glenn, I think you you are you know aside from just the kind of wind that is uh, whipping past you, um, I think you feel very confident that you don't hear the sounds of like approaching wings or anything like that. I think that that's probably the thing you're most focused on right now. Um, so I, I think that uh, you can pretty confidently say that you do not hear uh, any foreboding uh, wings coming your direction. Uh, let me kind of look over to imagine he's got like a big old blanket bundled over him since it's freezing. Look to Rangram, you know, we kind of fucked up by not trying to buy any winter clothes before we headed out of Tin Town. I hope they have something. Rangram, I think I think Rangram's sitting there and he probably has like that that one robe from when they were trying to pretend that they were the uh, followers of the seven, like sneaking into Goldbreak, <laughs> like over his armor and just pretending not to be cool. So, like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, sure, sure. I think we either do some hunting, make some make some clothes, or try to find us some pelts when we land, or we can uh, see the Revivifists have some some sweet merch we can bring home. Probably sell it for a lot, bringing it back over the blockade. There's probably some weird collectors out there trying to trying to build a collection. Yeah, we we could probably like sell, sell like sell some 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 of the merch or something. Yeah. You you seem a little cold. You okay? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Do you wanna you wanna bundle up? It's, it's warmer. Body heat and all that in a totally platonic way. I'm uncomfortable. Perfect. You're cold. Got it. And I'm just gonna like put an arm around him. 
<laughs> Where's bundle buddies? <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you, you guys are, um, it, it, probably, it probably warms you up at least uh, like uh, a small amount, I guess. Um, I mean, it's not like uh, Glenn has a lot of uh, like- <laughs> Not a lot of body mass to throw around. No, not really, yeah. You, f you feel like a, um, like, like kind of like a, a slightly heavy hose has been draped over your shoulders as he puts his arm so, over you. Glenn's probably as much colder as Rangrim is warmer. Glenn probably has some regrets at this point. <laughs> and the wind now is just coming in through your sleeve, like it just kind of creating a, a wind tunnel inside of your clothes at this point as you yeah. put your arm over him. Um, Awesome. So uh, I assume Cosmo is sleeping, uh, sleeping soundly in the back. Um, so my question to you: So um, you're continuing onwards. Uh, the you know the two of you are trying your best to stay warm uh, while Cosmo kind of snoozes in the back. Um, and as you're going forward, you're noticing that the clouds are beginning to turn, like from this kind of fluffy white to more of like a gray, uh, and you start to get snowed on with like a light shower of flakes. Um, so my question is. Uh, as these kind of large uh, snowflakes are beginning to dust the cart, uh, do you continue onwards, uh, like pushing forwards? Uh, you by no means like would you be stopping normally? Like this is halfway, uh, you know, you, you still have like half a night's, uh, you know, flight ahead of you uh, to make to, uh, you know, like your furthest distance that you could make. And this is still on uh, Glenn in uh Rangrim's watch while we're driving. Yeah, the car, I'll, right? yeah, I'll say this is maybe another hour uh forward from the, from when we just uh touched base with them. Uh, I think we just got to we just got to push forward. Oh, hold on, you take the reins for a minute. I have an idea. Oh, okay. Uh Rangrim's going to climb into the back and light the forge that's been in the back of this cart forever and see if it produces some amount of like heat so we all don't freeze to death uh absolutely yeah so um what is it uh describe to me what this forge looks like and how do you uh how do you light it just for a little flavor so there is off to one corner there was like a pylon of bricks that made for a small forge enough for you to do like short swords i thought i think in daggers we said um and if I'm not mistaken, there were billows that were magically imbued by pops. Pinker they billows. just yep. went Excuse off on you. their own. I did that. Rude. <laughs> Glenn made the billows. You're right. How could I forget? Uh, so I'm just lighting that bad boy and letting those go off and probably sitting there for a while while it's hella warm. And I have no <laughs> idea if it does anything outside the back of the cart. But I'm hopeful it does. Um, absolutely. So uh, you you like this forge that really hasn't been utilized much during our our campaign, um, and this thing like roars to life. And I think Cosmo, I think you um, like I think you've been kind of like bundled underneath a pile of blankets in the back somewhere as this uh, as it's starting to get colder. Um, and I think that you know as this like like forge bursts to life, um, I think the light uh, wakes you from your uh, your sleep. You're fully rested. Um, at this point, um, and 
I, yeah, I think uh, Rangram, I, immediately you feel the inside of this cart just kind of like start to warm. Um, and I think that Glenn, I think you even feel some of the uh, the heat coming out the uh, the front flaps as well towards the front part of the cart as you're holding the reins. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to effectively like make this a more comfortable journey, uh, not only for the person, whoever's lucky enough to be in the back part of the cart, uh, but for the people on the front as well, making it a little bit, a uh, little bit of a, uh, you know, kind of radiant heat coming out of there. Glenn's going to use his mage hand to kind of like feel around for where Genevieve was on the cannon. I'm sure he's got a pretty good idea of where she keeps nesting. And he's going to bring her back up towards the front. He's going to just take like a chunk of his own hair. He's going to like cut a little bit off of it and try to feed it to her. Okay. Does she eat it? <laughs> <laughs> I hate where this is going. And so she's going to be now a hat covered in, made out of Glen hair. And he's going to say to her, oh. just think warm. And I'm hoping she turns into like one of those Russian, like Russian how, ear flap hats. How and did I'm you put know? That on. How did you know? It just made out of your own hair. It is a blonde. It's like a, a white blonde hair, uh, like kind of Russian ear cap, uh, ear flap hat. Uh, and uh, I think it, it's like goes up kind of high too. It's like one of the big squared off ones. Um, yep. And it looks, I mean, it looks really cool. Uh, and like, but you can't even tell if you're looking at me from ten feet away no. if it's just I have a weird ass hair or if it's. I was gonna say you blends. look like you have Frankenstein head now. At the, yeah. Essentially, at this point. Totally fine. How good is like the mimicry? Like, does she? Is there still eyes on it? To like. Are her oh. eyes like oh yeah absolutely she, there's just like her her eyes are up there on the top of the hat like it's it's just and it's there's teeth like a, a scalp on the massage. inside yeah exactly there's <laughs> teeth on the inside of it as it's on his head it's just kind of holding it in place so of course she's not biting him but like i think that that from time to time uh glenn you will feel like a slight like drool like that kind of like drips onto the top of your head from the inside of the hat that's gross uh, yeah perfect murder good. weapon is an icicle it's absolutely perfect i love it um so uh, yeah, so um, now that uh, Cosmo, uh, now that you are awake, is there any kind of change of um, uh, uh, Rangram? Are you going back to the front of the cart? Are you uh, trying to uh, get some sleep as well? Uh, what's is there any kind of change of guard? Uh, I think Rangram would have relieved Glenn momentarily once it was like heated up, and then kind of swapped back because you know Glenn don't got to sleep as much. Well, we also have Bryn too, so Glenn would. Oh, that's Glenn true. Yeah, I'm Bryn sorry. <laughs> Bryn, oh, right. Bryn oh is Bryn's also, there too. Yeah, Bryn. So Bryn is uh, Bryn's chilling in the back of the cart. Uh, he's a warforged, so he's not really, uh, um, you know, he's not affected by any cold uh, whatsoever. Um, but uh, yeah, I can I can roll a uh, an animal here. Yeah, or check, or, uh, or Bryn, Bryn, earn your metal. Go sit up there with Cosmo. We're gonna sit him back here in the, in the, in the warm part of the cart. Um, that's oh, actually pretty good. That's a that's a seventeen plus for animal handling. Um, if if we want Bryn to uh, handle the uh, handle the uh, the donkeys for a bit, unless Cosmo wants to. No, I'm I'm fine. I, I can take co-pilot if you, if you like. There, uh, Bryn. Take a blanket. Um, awesome. So uh, so change of guard. Uh, Rangrim and Glenn. Uh, you know, kind of tuck back into the back of the cart. Uh, get warmed up by the. Uh, by the forge while Bryn and uh, Cosmo kind of start to hang out on the front of the cart uh, and steer this uh, steer this thing, uh, continuing your journey north. Um, and I think that, you know, 
Glenn, you are, uh, you know, you've you've gone into your trance. Uh, Rangrim, I think, is snoring loudly in the back. Uh, when uh, Cosmo, you, uh, I think that you both, you and Bryn, are, are noticing this, but like this storm is starting to like it's starting to get rough. Like you're starting to see like it it is getting incredibly difficult to see uh, to the point where uh, Bryn's like. Now, Cosmo, I know that we're trying to make as much uh, headway as possible, but I don't know how much more. And he's like trying to, you can see him kind of like looking as, as much as he can. And I, I think at this point, Cosmo, it's getting difficult for you to um, even see in front of you. So like, you know, or even to tell whether or not the cart is level at this point. Like you don't know whether you're going up or down or <laughs> it's it's getting incredibly difficult. Uh, what would What do you do, Cosmo? Um. Well, I mean, I think maybe we should try and uh, bring it down lower, see if we can get our bearings on where we're at. All right, let me uh, <clears throat> let me see here, and I'm gonna roll for uh, uh, gl- uh, Bryn. Uh, you know, starts to go. All right, girls, let's see what we can do here, and he's starting to kind of like let off the reins a bit and try to bring it down into a, uh, you know, into a lower uh, elevation. And I think that um, it is like, you can't tell whether or not you have gone below the cloud level or whether you are still in the cloud level. Um, It has become incredibly difficult uh, to even tell where you are at or whether or not you're going the right direction. Um, the the this blizzard has completely set in and is just like I mean just pelting the cart. I think that even the back part of the cart is starting to uh, like fill up with snow or at least water, where the forge is melting it away. Uh, I mean, let's see. What do we we could try, but we might just crash. Maybe we should try and uh, wake the others. Yeah, I'd feel a lot better with the Rangrim at the... Uh, I know we just went to sleep, but uh, it's not going to do us much good if we run into a mountain. So, uh, and he kind of, like, start. He, like, reaches back behind him, and you hear, like, metal on metal as he's, like, knocking on the uh, the back part of the cart. Um, yeah, Rangrim, uh, you might want to come help. Uh, I'm sorry, the chat just broke me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, what's going on? Wait, wait. I thought I thought you guys had this. It's nice and warm here now. Oh, uh, you can't see shit, can you? Uh, yeah, that's uh, we have a little bit of a problem here, and it, as much as I'd uh, like to give you your rest, I, I, I don't feel really comfortable. You know, making sure that we uh don't hit something big. So. Uh, how do you feel about taking the rings over and, uh, I don't know, if you all feel like maybe we should put it down? I'm not, I don't know, I can't see, I can't tell which way is up and which way is down other than with gravity. Well, we we got to go a little bit lower, at least. All right, look us on, Cosmo boy. And he just shuffles next to Cosmo and he does one of these. All right, we're going down and he's going to dive the cart. Okay. pretty sharply uh, to try to get out of the cloud cover. Okay. Um, trying to figure out the best way here to get your sense of direction. Um, I'm going to say roll me a survival check. 
Oh, that was great. That was great. Uh, survival, that's a 23. Amazing. Uh, you, it, It's like you have just... You are one with uh, with Champagne and Cologne, uh, the donkey and mule, and with this cart. I mean, this is basically an extension of you, uh, of, of Randgrim at this point. Um, and you're able to pull this thing down into a uh, into a, like a lower elevation. I will say this though, you can tell that you are getting relatively close to the ground, but this blizzard is such that it is making it very very difficult to tell actually how far you are from the ground or to tell if anything is coming up. So like getting lower could be dangerous because all of a sudden in front of you, there could be something. So uh, how would you want to handle this situation? I mean, I would, we, we would dive the cart and then beyond that, I don't have anything of magical means that's really going to uh, help me. I, I mean, if you want to go uh, part uh, so of the parts, we're uh, we're winging it. Okay, I love it. Um, roll me an animal handling check with advantage because it's Rangrim. <laughs> oh, thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny from All and Dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, animal handling—that's a twenty-three. That Perfect. Okay, I'm just gonna. You rolled so well in the survival. I'm not gonna make you roll another one. Um, so that combined with your uh, incredible animal animal handling, um, like I said. Rangrim and the cart and these donkeys are one and the same. Um, you pull this, you continue to bring this thing lower and lower, and you can see at some point you start to see like chunks of rock and ice are just like sprouting out of the ground, and they're not high enough to hit you, but you can see them just like dark shapes whip past you below as you're kind of bringing this thing down. Um, and I think that because of your great rolls, you're able to react just in time. In front of you, you see this massive outcropping of all of these, like, it looks like where a couple different pieces of, like, glacier or uh, just kind of, like, ice sheets have kind of run into each other and made this, like, outcropping that is sticking kind of straight up in these jagged formations of, of ice. And you are able to just, like, not, you know, as you see it, you're able to just like, you make the, smack, the, the immediate decision to just bring this thing down at kind of like a, not, not emergency landing, but a little bit quicker than you probably want to. And you slide this cart as you bring it down to the ground, you are able to kind of slide it and stop it from going up. It's essentially what looks like a giant ramp made out of, uh, think like- Dual barrel roll. Pride rock, yeah. Like this, essentially that made Easy out of to boost. Um, and you're able to stop this cart like as you you bring it down and just kind of everything slides as you bring it down onto this um, essentially ice ramp Um, but you have successfully landed on this kind of like uh, this icy outcropping in the middle of what looks like just open tundra Um, and I mean this blizzard is just coming down uh, like crazy Uh, what would you like to do uh, as far as like, you know, what would you guys like to do? Well, uh, we're on the ground now. Maybe we should try and uh, get some rest and see if uh, the storm will pass. Um, I think that you all are kind of sitting there talking about what you want to do next um, and out of the corner of your eye, you see what looks like a giant flash of just like 
orange. It just like, and you feel like a sudden rush of heat uh, that seems to be kind of coming from uh, further, like kind of past this, like this rocky outcrop or this icy outcropping. You just see this like flash of orange that kind of comes up and it's just gone. And you feel like a sudden burst of heat and that doesn't really make a lot of sense with how cold it is. And then it's gone. And then maybe a couple seconds later, you see another one, maybe two, like, you know, 15, 20 feet to the right of where you saw the previous flash of orange. Uh, my, uh, my boys, it doesn't, uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like a fears uh, very well for us. I don't think uh, sleeping and riding out the storm is uh, in our future. Hey, Glenn, you still good that, bud? I can like see stuff without us going there. Uh, Glenn snaps out of his trance because no one will ass up. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> you re- you really can like meditate through all that. I thought, well, yeah, I mean, beauty sleep's important. What, what do you I mean? I mean, I just ass- I just assumed you woke up, Mike. Shit. Why are we not flying anymore? Well, that's why oh, we we're on the ground, and there's something over there that we think is gonna. Oh, I'll be bad if you could send your bird over there. That would be um, uh, pretty good. Uh, he has a name. It's Poe, and like just snaps him into existence. Uh, yeah, we could we could take a quick look. See, uh, hold on one sec, and Glenn's gonna like take one of the little pillows next to him, one of the stitch pillows, and cut it open. And he's gonna do that like felt needle pointing and make a tiny little matching hat for Poe. He's gonna stick it on his head. He's like, good luck, <laughs> stay warm. And he's gonna send him out into the cold. Um, awesome. Okay, roll me a uh, roll me a perception check for Poe. Let me find those stats. Oh wait, no, it's my fucking familiar. I'm just gonna once he sends him out, Glenn's just gonna like blink into his eyes, and now he's Glenn's kind of in a trance, but uh, he can see through. Poe's eyes with 16 plus a bunch, 26. Perfect. Uh, you send Poe out and he kind of flies along this uh, this icy outcropping. And one thing, you see a couple things. You see that underneath this icy outcropping, it looks like there is a, um, a pretty good natural kind of uh, protection from you know, the elements like there, you know, it doesn't seem, it seems like there's not as much snow piled up underneath there. Um, and it's, it's probably a good 10, 15 feet, uh, you know, to the roof of this thing. So there's, there's a good amount of space underneath it. And from what you can tell, it doesn't look like it goes super deep. So it's not like something you don't know, you don't, you, in a, you don't know whether or not something would be living in there, but it's not like it's a, you know, you don't see a bunch of, you know, human skeletons or anything like that near the, uh, near this, this uh, underneath this outcropping. Um, but as you continue to fly forward, I need you to, I need Poe to make me a, a dexterity saving throw. Nice. Oh, Poe. that's good. That's super Poe good. Poe throw. Uh, let me find stats for Raven. One sec. Extras. Dexterity saving throw, uh, 12. Um, that is unfortunately not gonna be good enough. Uh, as Poe flies forward, you see, um, just you're looking around and, and you see uh, through Poe's eyes, you see just like this burst of flame that seems to come directly out of what looks like a spout in the frozen tundra um, to your left. And you see that, and then you're like flying as Poe, 
and then all of a sudden you feel an incredible burst of heat from directly below Poe as another one of these spouts goes off directly below and just kind of ignites Poe on fire. Um, what is Poe's HP? <laughs> one. Like one, I think. Anne. I think he has an HP. Um, I think that you get some incredible learnings from Poe as uh, you hear a kind of distant poof as Poe is no more. He's Poe more. Uh, yeah, so it was probably kind of a fucked up thing to send Poe out there, but there is uh, some some geysers of, I'm gonna guess, magma if I had to give it a name. Uh, we should probably try to get off this this cliff. I saw that there was a potential outcrop, outcropping from, we might be able to go kind of nest in, um, but my guess is if we, we think it's a good idea to go in there, something else might have already thought it was a good idea to go in there. So it was just about that way, about how far? Huh? I know? Um, so you're, it's actually directly below you. So the um, the outcropping that, that you're essentially you landed on is uh, is kind of underneath it was where you saw the hmm. um, like I said you're on you're on kind of like a, a pride rock situation made out of ice. Uh, so gotcha. beneath the uh, the outcropping is where that you saw that little like uh, potential shelter. Um, but as uh, you all are you know making your way back towards uh, where the cart kind of slid to um, off of this this rocky outcropping uh, you start to see something pretty strange um, through the kind of like dense haze of this uh, of this blizzard uh, you start to hear and feel especially because you're on this kind of this this rocky or this icy outcropping you start to feel like what feels like kind of heavy footfalls, and you hear a faint groaning that seems to be uh, moving in your general direction. These very strange kind of gurgling groans that are moving towards you. Um, roll me, uh, roll me some perception checks. Uh, Glenn is still. I'm in not the even cart. rolling. I'm taking. I'm taking. Brigham's not paying attention. It's okay. Taking his passive. Take your passive. That's fine. Yeah, Glenn, uh, I can take we'll passes the same for, for everyone. For audio, because Glenn's still technically in the cart. Um, Ringworm's passive is a 20. Cosmo's passive is an 11, Jeez. so... Oh, man, I hope that's not the only one for the night. But uh, it's a nat 20. Ooh, um, well You're then. gonna know what the fuck is killing us first. Cosmo, uh, you... Hearing these noises, you turn around, and it's difficult to make out at first, but then I think it comes into sharp focus for you. You see what looks like a massive frost giant that is walking cool. its way cool, cool. Uh, towards you on this, uh, essentially from the bottom of this uh, um of this kind of like icy outcropping, you see this massive form that is walking towards you. Um, the, the weird thing is though, you see when you first look at it, you see it almost pulling itself out of the ground and then pulling itself to a standing position and then kind of like, it begins to kind of hobble towards you. Um, and to its side, you see what looks like some sort of small bipedal creature 
that is so decayed and messed up at this point it is difficult to make out what it is but it looks like some sort of four-legged creature um, that looks half frozen and with that um uh, we are going to open up astral and roll for initiative oh wow. that's awful guys I'll, I'll i think wanna. it's i think it's gonna really not be good <laughs> it's gonna break really really bad Cosmo, what did you see out there? You know what? It's probably good, right? We're going to get out of this. Easy peasy. Do you want me to tell you the truth? No, because I saw it. I just, I was just trying to break the news to you. Um, I rolled a nat 20 for initiative. Dang. Ooh. Dang. What a speedy boy. Well, um, and I probably still won't go first. What's your bonus? Uh, is it just even? I feel like it's a minus one. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a zero, so it's a, okay. that's a twenty. Glenn's oh. gonna roll uh, thirty six. <laughs> Not this time. Well, lucky for you guys, you also have Bryn, who also rolled really well. Good. That's Bryn's initiative. Oh yeah, he's gonna. He already got a twenty two. So, your boys. Uh, Glenn got a sixteen. Cool, 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 cool. cool. All I gotta beat is a 16. Okay. What'd you get there, Cosmo? Mm, I didn't beat it. It's 14. It's not the worst, but perfect. What do you mean all you gotta beat? We're on the same team, you dick. <laughs> I wanna go first. Um, so the uh, the four of you, uh, including Bryn, are standing out on this kind of like Pride Rock style uh, icy outcropping over what looks like just I think maybe a 20 foot drop below you. And from time to time, you keep seeing these massive flame geysers that are just bursting out of the tundra below, um, giving the frost fire planes, uh, you know, kind of living up to the frost fire plane name. Um, and uh, in front of you, you have seen a, what looks like a massive frost giant that has crawled its way out of the tundra um, and accompanied by the just gnarliest looking four-legged creature that seems to be half frozen and half deep like kind of uh you know just almost unrecognizable as any kind of creature um this thing is slowly trudging towards you um we have rolled for initiative and the first one to go is going to be Bryn um Bryn is uh just kind of looking goes I swear there is never a dull moment with the three of you. And as he pulls his Vihander sword off of his back um, and just kind of like... <laughs> so glad that thing's not pointed at me this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryn kind of uh, looking over at the three of you, just uh, I think he's going to... I think he's going to hold his action, honestly. Um, and I'm going to let uh, let the next person in uh, in in line go to kind of uh set the tone and that's gonna be you rangrim oh well shit all right uh rangrim's just gonna pull the um pull this warhammer off his back i'm gonna actually look at the map hey you know what rangrim's gonna take a that. step forward rangrim's gonna, gonna take a step forward I love it. I regret, I regret taking a step forward. He take, he's going to take a step forward. That? 
And I'm going to tap, I'm going to uh, cast Bless on the whole party. It's second level, so I can hit all the homies. Um, Rangrim, you take a step forward and uh, you see this, I mean, this, this, as you walk forwards, this figure in front of you, this frost giant, just, it's, it just gets taller, essentially, as it's standing in front of you, blocking out, um, you know, kind of more of the sky behind. Um, obviously, there's still an incredible amount of snow falling, um, but to your right, you swear you see another large form that is making its way towards you, uh, pulling itself out of the frozen tundra beneath. I'd just like to point out uh, my homie Sajikor just uh, baned that frost try. <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna throw uh, throw some bane on this uh, on this frost giant here. Um, that oh, is. Thank you, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh! Um, the one, the one specifically with the axe. Oh, with the, the one axe. with okay. the axe. Yeah, that's. I don't uh, know if you guys I, can see it, but the other one has like ice claws, and it's really fucking cool. Oh yeah, look at that! Yeah, the one with the axe. Uh, that feels bad. Wish it, he didn't move forward. He still did though. Uh, I'm gonna give it a little radioactive. Uh, radioactive sign so we know which one is uh is bane um uh, what's well, way over the side all right uh it's a it's it's it, the the character model is is been uh stretched to quite uh quite some degree so um awesome so yeah <laughs> that that uh that uh that frost giant with this massive just massive battle axe that's frozen solid um is uh is now you you see like this kind of uh you just see it get uh get baned um Okay, so uh, Rangrim, what are you gonna do? You do you cast Hockey bless Man. on the party? That's what you did. I cast bless on the party, but Hockey Man chill. <laughs> Hockey <laughs> Man gave advantage to the one with the claws. Oh man, Hockey cool. Man, you are uh, you are my personal hero. Uh, I thought okay. we were friends, dude. I like it better when Hockey Man. Can't you know what? We still stream. we still are friends. Let's go. Uh, is that the is that the end of your turn, Ranker? Yeah, I made my movement. I took my action. Yes, sir. Uh, that's going to bring us to uh, Glen Yaris. Uh, Sorry for full naming you there. Uh, Glenn's got a brin between him and the evil fucks. Oh God, I'm sweating. Um. <laughs> Shoobity doobity doo. Glenn is going to. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, Glenn is in range. Glenn is going to cast a spell that he hasn't cast before. He's gonna before he does it, he's gonna yell out to Cosmo and go, "Hey, Cosmo! I think that guy's got a weapon you could use." And I'm gonna cast Hypnotic Pattern in a thirty-foot cube. Okay. Originating that's a huge cube. That's all. That's all. Big cube. Originating here, I guess, like right around this place. Uh, okay. I can draw it real quick if you want. Um, uh, I have. I can get a. Um, I can get a, a cool little. I'm gonna try to get these three, if possible. Um, 
So like Perfect. centered right around here, because it's like six. Are these five foot squares? How are we using the squares? Um. Yes. Those are. These are five foot squares. Um. Let's. I'm gonna pull a little. Uh. Little magic. So, it is a. Ooh, uh, I'm sorry. How big was this uh, hypnotic pattern? That's a thirty, 30 foot uh, square. Yeah. So six by six. Oh my lanta. It's a big bitch. Um, okay, so can you see what I'm moving onto the map right now? I can. Can you like center it right here on this? Yes. Center point. I'm trying to get basically like these three guys in the back. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Um, and in that cube, uh, you see a twisting pattern of colors that weave through the air inside a 30 foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in that area who sees the pattern, so assuming they're not all blind. Uh, must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, it is a let's... charm, so if they can't be charmed, that's one thing, but I'm hoping they great, can. That's a great question. Um, they are definitely not immune uh, to... Wait. Nope. Uh, they are not immune to that, so um, let's make a couple rolls here. You said a wisdom save? Yes. Uh, well, luckily, they both have a plus two to that. Uh, that's well, actually, for the quick question. Would they have known I was there? Because technically I'd have advantage, or they would have disadvantage on spells because of some weird-ass feat that I have. Um, oh. Uh, I don't... I mean, the one... Okay, so I'll say this. The one in front of you directly can see you. Um, the one behind cannot. So I'll give the one back behind you. Um, I, I, I think you're going to get a couple things, but we're just going to handle the giants first. So... Okay. The two giants, the one in front of you can see you. Uh, he rolled an 18. Uh, the other That's one six. rolled rolled a 14, and I'll give them disadvantage. Uh, and they rolled a 16 on their second one. So does a 14 save? Does not. Okay, perfect. So the one with the axe, uh, which is baned anyway, uh, is going to fail that. The one in front with the ice claws is uh, going to succeed. Um, who else is caught in this uh, this zone of nastiness? Uh, the the uh, the frozen wolf is going to be. Yeah, the top wolf. Yep, uh, the top wolf. That cool, cool wolf. Let's roll for them. Uh, they do not have a a benefit to their wisdom. Uh, that is a thirteen. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Lynn tries to encourage Cosmo to go steal a bigger weapon and cast a spell. Um, and once it kind of sinks in, he's gonna yell out um, at the end of his turn. He's gonna say, uh, ignore the ones in the back for the time being, kill the, kill the one with the claws. And bonus action. How far is it below me? How far was uh, like, how, how tall is Pride Rock? Uh, Pride Rock is about 20 feet uh, off the ground into the air okay uh so you're you're probably um i would say that that one is probably 10 feet uh lower than you uh down uh because i think that it's probably 10 feet down to where they're standing and then 10 feet down to below you know the pride rock area gotcha gotcha so we're like kind of jutting like this down here is 10 feet and then like yeah so ice. yeah where they're standing is essentially a mound that the the ice uh is jutting out of and then below that where the cart is at is would be 20 feet lower than you okay um i mean yeah because since glenn the way this map set up is kind of on the tip 
Um, Glenn's going to back up a little bit and hope that some of that cloud coverage works for him, the snow coverage, and I'm gonna do my best to hide, just bonus action, hide. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I think that, I mean, you're in plain sight, uh, so you're gonna have disadvantage on that stealth check. Perfect. Hashtag uh, blessed. How does a Hashtag 20 do you? Oh yeah. Disadvantage. There is no disadvantage. disadvantage. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, so a, a, with disadvantage, but blessed, a 24. Okay, gotcha. Uh, well. Then just like slowly sinks into the snow. Yeah, I was going to say, there's one icicle that's just kind of sticking up there. <laughs> and you're just like, you're just hiding behind it. Uh, you become one with the ice. Um, Every toddler but, playing hide and go seek. <laughs> absolutely. Um, that's going to bring us to uh, the, the first wolf um, who is, I think, just going to rush you, Rangrim, uh, moving up on you. Uh, it is going to do, uh, you know, get down and get down and dirty. Uh, it's going to roll. Um, let's see what it's going to do here. Um, so they all have pack tactics, and uh, I'm going to, I think it's just going to start off with uh, and just do a bite on you. Uh, that's a a 25 to hit oh uh, yeah i'll allow it i'll allow it cosmo allow a 25 cosmo seeing this wolf uh come up is going to use his reaction to run up with his shield and shove it and impose disadvantage on that attack can you i think you have to be within five feet to use your protections it is due to my other item which i believe is uh 30 feet? The squares matter. He's within five feet of me. Talking about the, the shield of Argus? Yeah. It's the shield of the Justicar. Oh, nice. Okay, well then, uh, so you impose disadvantage on the attack? Here, I'm pulling up the item real quick. Uh, that is a 23, 17 plus 6. Sorry, Rangrim. You're on your own. That meets <laughs> my armor class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, awesome. Uh, that is only going to be, uh, that is only going to be a 13, uh, for the damage. I need the dice to go away so I can see the rest of it. Uh, I need you to make me a strength saving throw. Uh, I don't like that. We'll take the damage, a strength save. Mm -hmm. The, the back giant and the back wolf <laughs> are incapacitated, <laughs> by the way. Oh, it's a hypnotic yuck. pattern. Uh, Ooh, so okay. strength they save still is get a... pack tactics. Does... Oh, sorry. I bless myself. Bless yourself up. Oh, shout out to that four. Um, <laughs> 11 uh, for the strength that, save. That does not do it. This wolf jumps on you, uh, and I think it just takes you by surprise as this, like, it looks like a, it is a horse show. This looks like a half kind of like decomposed wolf that is like intermixed with like, and also just half frozen. It looks like a, a like a half frozen dead wolf that has come to life, and it has dove on you and is knocked you prone as it is just like biting on your arm that you kind of threw up in front of yourself. Um, and uh, so yeah, uh, Rangrim is currently knocked prone um, as this wolf is uh, making a chew toy out of your arm. Uh, is hypnotic pattern just continuing this entire time? Yep. Okay. There is a 
There is a perfect graphic that exists within Astral that I'm trying to find that is literally a spinning vortex of rainbow colors, and I can't find it, but I'm going ah, to keep shit. looking for it because I know it. it exists in there, and if I can find it, it will pop up on the map. But in so the time being, um, I will continue to uh, beat down on your characters. Uh, Cosmo, uh, this is, it is now your turn. Uh, Rangrim is currently being savaged by this uh, this monstrosity. Okay. Well, um, I... That sounds sexual. Yep. So I did it wrong the first time, I'll say. My shield, I thought, was 30 feet to disadvantage, but it's only when you cast a spell. It didn't work. I... So, anyways. I'll say that for the future. <laughs> okay. But um, just keep myself honest. Um, I appreciate that. I thought that that one was 30 feet, but it makes sense, 30 feet with casting a spell. But, any hoosies, uh, I think seeing these frost giants and frost wolves move towards us, I think Cosmo really only has one thought that kind of runs through his mind, and uh, he looks down at his weapon, and he's, well, Chet, you ready to uh, get in some work, or uh, how you feeling? <laughs> I forget that I'm chatting. Uh, <laughs> um, oh man, you know, you know, I've been, uh, I was, I was sleeping, but uh, yeah, I'm here now. I'm ready. Let's. Uh, so as you as you pull this uh, this warhammer out, I think that the the the, the flapping of the mouth is like up towards the uh, the head of the uh, like of the head of the uh, the hammer part of it. Nice. And so he's just like he's like you see, it just kind of like give a big yawn, um, and then just go. All right, yeah, let's um, let's do it. And he's that's a big boy. That there's a lot of uh, smashing to be done. So shake off the cold, and uh, let's get to it. And uh, give me an imposed disadvantage on that attack. On I, that, by the way, I see it. You still have inspiration from last episode, so you can burn it. I know that. I have inspiration. I, I have my luck. I have. Don't use that. You've never used it. Don't use it. <laughs> you've had like this whole time and you've never used don't, it. Don't change. I used it once. Yeah, right, right. I know what's yeah, in my change. I know what's in my toolkit. I just never use half of it because I have divine smite. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Right. Um, let's see. I don't think I wasn't really prepared for spells, so we're just going to uh, we're just going to hit. And um, keep it. See what happens, hockey man. That's <laughs> fair. It's fair. It's all fair. Is and... your real name? I don't know. Uh, right, Co Cosmo is just going to try and beat that wolf off with a stick and make it run away from his friend. Someone, someone, ad quote that. <laughs> if if you don't, somebody else will. Um, right, so first attack is not gonna probably hit disadvantage. First one with a four, yeah, and that's that's not gonna hit. Um, unless these ACs are really really low. Uh, uh, how much did you roll? It would have been a four sixteen. Uh, that does hit actually. Nice. If you're hit, are you hitting? The, are you going after the giant? or Are you going after the wolf? The wolf. Okay, the wolf is, yes, it also hits the wolf. Oh, okay, cool. So even with disadvantage, we hit the wolf with a four, so we're fine. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, you did not hit the wolf with a four. Well, it was 16. It was a four plus 12 to hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do hit the wolf <laughs> with a four then. That's an incredibly low. Um, I did find the graphic, by the way. I'm very happy with it. I knew this I one see was it. I see it. It looks great. Um, and that was without bless too, because bless is with a, for attacks too. I don't. Yeah, it is. Okay. You it's think a... I'd, you think after two and a half years of playing D and D every yeah, week, I, I would know say, the you rules? Think, you think I don't. No, I don't. The, to be to be fair, I think we're in good company though. I, I there's so many there's so many D and D streams. That no! effing idea. <laughs> we rolled a nat twenty on our second hit, so you know what hey. that means. Oh man! Smite! 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 Uh. Your wolf going. Yeah, a, your wolf's gonna howl at the moon. Go and get know. it. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> your wolf's gonna howl at the moon. Yep, that's that's what I got. That's that's it. I mean, that's you know what. That is. That's uh, kind of hot. <laughs> it's kind of sexy. It's, it's, XD okay. sexy. XD sexy. That is right, my friend. Um. Okay. So we're gonna roll some big damage here. So we got. Our weapon die right here. We're gonna get our divine smite die. Pulling that out. So we got. About to get smiting. Smoke. Smoke. So we got two. Um, are they fiend or undead? I think they might be I quite don't think undead. So. Okay, cool. Oh, cool. They're undead. Sick. Sick, 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 Most of a wolf. Most of a wolf. Um, okay. You'd think I would remember how many D8s. So that's... Quite a lot. Four, four, and then what's the max on, um... That's my... Max is five D8s. Okay. So we go like this. Tight. All right, so we're just gonna we're gonna go for it on turn one here. Just do it. All right, so first attack, we'll go there. Normal, we hit. It's a lousy deep. Oh, that's not this, too uh, lousy. Stream, it's eleven. Lousy eleven. This brought to you brought to you by Math Blasters. Yep, Math Blasters. Okay. Get your math on. Get blasted by math. Get blasted by math. Or <laughs> Get math. blasted by math. Oh, that's right. awful. Alright, here we go, boys. See how big of a damage we can roll. How many damages? Oh, that's pretty great. Oh! Let's see. 20. 30. Uh, 42. Doubled. So, 84. <laughs> 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 Plus, uh, 7. Okay. 91. How 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 does this wolf how does this wolf die? Yes. Just how does this wolf die? Terribly. Uh, it, ex it explodes and dies damage. and kills everything it else around it. This frozen this half frozen decomposing wolf, how does it die? Um yeah, so it is like engaged in combat with Rangar, like just like biting at him. And Cosmo was like, "Oh no, you don't." And he comes up and he just like smashes the thing in the shoulder. And for some reason, it easily just like goes through the thing and the head just falls down into the snow. Uh, 
removed from its neck and shoulders. I think it's still holding on to Rangrim's arm, the oh, head, and like the body has just like shattered and has essentially just like kind of just is now dusting. Is kind of rolled across these all these little shards of the uh, of the frozen wolf are just kind of like have rolled uh, and are just like have fallen into the snow um, as they've uh, kind of just bounced against the uh, the side of this like glacier. Um, but the the head is definitely still hanging onto Rangrim's arm, not no longer moving. Love it. Um, incredible that's... amount of damage. Uh, that's that's insane. Cool. Well, that was an attack with disadvantage and a nat 20. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, well, awesome. Perfect. I love it. You know what? It, this is, uh, everything is going great. It's now the Frost Giant's turn. Perfect. Um, the the giant in front of you, uh, watching its uh, its wolf, uh, its little like you know kind of frozen companion there, uh, just kind of just chuff it. Um, you it, it doesn't react at all. And as this thing gets closer to you, you can see that it looks like it also is partially frozen, and half of its face is just stolen. Like it is just missing. You can see one of its arms. You can see just bones protruding out of it. Um, and you swear you can see like what looks like half of uh, like an axe that is just like embedded in the chest of this thing that has been snapped off. That is just as this thing is moving towards you. Um, but its fingers are just frozen out to these like sharp points. Uh, and it moves forward uh, and is going to... Uh, essentially uh, start to savage you two um, with advantage thanks to our wonderful community on its first attack anyway. I love you all so much. <laughs> um, let us and it's see attacking what we can... Rangrim? Um, that's a great question. You know what? I'm going to roll this uh, What this my one of my favorite little dice that I have here that has three different colors on it. Well, uh, actually, what I... time is it daytime right now? Or is this it is nighttime? nighttime. It is nighttime. You guys are all glowing oh, with the uh, power of the dust forge. Except Wonderful. for me. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, let's see. Well, that's going to be uh, old Kazi boy that's going to be getting this this first attack, um, thanks to the uh, the wonderful blue side of the dice showing up. Big Sedge. Um, it is going to yeah. It's going to be doing some. Uh, it's going to go with uh, advantage here on this first. So. Uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit you with this first attack. <clears throat> I'll allow it. Um, oh, man, this thing rolls big. All right. 25 slashing damage as it comes in with these hands and just, like, rakes them across you. Um, you almost feel like pieces of his finger break off in your wound as it, like, slashes across you, uh, leaving behind, like, these kind of, like, just tips of finger bone that have like embedded themselves in your body uh, as as this thing uh, slices across. Um, I 20, need to... 24 damage? 25 damage. 25. Yeah. Um, I assume there's a save incoming. There is uh, there is actually a... Um, yeah, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Oh, okay. Con save. Let's go. That's that's very bad. Uh, very bad. 
<laughs> How does an eight do you? Uh, well, it's only going to be for Cosmo because he's oh. the only one that got hit. That was radius. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I, I, oh, Jesus! Christ. I was just saying. I, I think was, I thought it was for me. You did not no, take any sorry. damage, Rangrim. So you are in the clear. Um, but I have a sixteen. Okay. Uh, you are able to. Uh, you you can feel that whatever is embedded in your body is starting to kind of burn, and you can see like this kind of black like smoke that's starting to kind of like fit like just kind of like effervesce off of it uh so it doesn't seem good but you were able to uh, withstand its extra damage for this time um Does that it is seem going like it's lingering uh it, it isn't lingering right now no like you're able to you know i think that you've been able to like at least withstand it for the time being i don't think it's gonna be something that you don't feel like it's something that's gonna like be you know, you were able to fend it off. Essentially, okay. your your dwarven resistance to, to poison and whatever else was able to kind of like just uh, you were able to tough it out. Um, let's okay. go with its uh, second hit here. Um, it's going to make its uh, second attack on you. Oh, that's so good. Uh, that was a twenty-eight. Um, I'm rolling these things in D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond, you are uh, showing up for me today, um, Cosmo. Uh, let's go with the second hit here. Don't worry. This one, well, it, this one's only 14 damage, but I need you okay. to make me another Constitution saving throw. Okay. All right. All right. I'm good with that. Apparently, all we have to make is a 16 across the board. It hits the wolves. It hits the giants. It saves. Okay, we did a little bit better. 17 this time. So I don't know if it's the same or. Nope, you're uh you're 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 prepared for it this time. As it kind of slashes across you, you're able to kind of deflect it. Uh, it doesn't get as much purchase into you, and you're able to keep it from uh, mostly getting your armor and not getting actually your skin. Uh, and you're able to defend uh, defend from whatever this uh, extra effect is. Um, but uh, that is going to bring us to the end of this frost giant's turn. Uh, Bryn is going to jump back into the uh, the order here, uh, seeing that this thing is just like ravaging the two of you. Um, he's gonna move, run up on the side of you and goes, ah, I figured you, could, you guys could use a little bit of uh, extra help and uh, is going to pull out that Vihander sword and just start to uh, go to town on this frost giant. Uh, let me roll for a couple of attacks. Um, good old Bryn Goldbreak has his own sheet and everything. Got a kid? Cheers to that. Uh, that's a 22 to hit with a commanding 22. Uh, Bryn is able to get purchased with this great sword. Um, he also has a couple attacks, I believe, because he's a uh, uh, he is a uh, fighter. So, so yeah, is this he has, still he the three saved action that he had, or is this this is his saved action? Turn. Yes, nice. yes, this is his saved action. Uh, so he has three attacks. Uh, this first one is going to be uh, he's going to hit and it's going to do 10 damage to the. Uh, as he slices down and kind of like cleaves a big chunk out of the leg of this uh, frost giant. Uh, it's going to take 10 damage. Uh, go and go for his uh, second attack here with his Vihander sword. I mean, just rolling like crazy. Uh, 25 to hit that time. Uh, nine extra damage. Probably should have just done all this, uh, added all this up and done it all together. But hey, now we're kind of, we're, we're almost all the way through it. We're two, two thirds <laughs> of the way through. I can see Bryn's rolls now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I'm, I'm not lying about him. Dang. He is real. Um, 
All right, let's see. Uh, that last one, I don't think is gonna do it. Uh, no, it actually does. It hits the AC of the of the Giants with that 16. Um, yeah. And he gets, he lands all three of his attacks uh, with an additional 11. I think, I believe that he did 20 or 31 <laughs> damage total uh, with all of his, uh, with all of his attacks. So uh, Brynn is no slouch. He is, uh, he is definitely holding his, uh, holding his own um, as he attacks uh, these giants and helps you out. So yeah, no, sorry. 30 damage is how much Brynn did total. Um, so uh, Brynn kind of just like, all right. I did mine. Who's next? Um, and as he says that, the uh, you see the massive frost giant from behind who is, you said, actually, he's incapacitated, you said, right? Yep, until that spell drops. And that's a, con- uh, uh, a uh, oh my gosh, a concentration? Yep. Uh, so I I think that they're just standing there. I think this this just really disconcerting as this massive giant is standing there wielding this axe, just kind of now moving back and forth, just kind of slowly hasn't toppled over, but it's just kind of like mesmerized as you see this kind of spiraling vortex of colors reflected in its eyes. Um, you also see another uh, frozen, most of a wolf that is uh, seemingly uh, caught up in this uh, kind of, uh, magical effect as well. Um, that is going to bring us to who is next in line. That is going to be, well, that's going to be the other winter wolf that is, uh, or uh, frozen wolf that is stuck. Um, but just off screen, of course. Uh, so isn't it area of effect that if they enter into it, they are affected by it? The uh, concentration uh, spell? Let me check. I think so. I think it's just each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a no, no, it, it, it flashed and then it disappeared. So any new creatures entering that space are not affected. As far as I'm concerned, it's still there uh, from a visual standpoint, just because I like to use the, uh, the, the, the spiral of death uh, graphic that's up there right now. Um, But this, uh, this frozen wolf comes running from behind uh, what is its movement speed? That's a great question. I don't want to... Thank you. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, 50 feet of movement. Um, it runs up on the side, uh, basically between the legs of this frost giant. Um, mm. And I'm going to... I'm going to give... Uh, I'm going to throw uh, Bryn into the the mix with this, um, with this dice, and I'll give him Glenn's position on the dice. Uh, and it's going to attack Bryn. Uh, going in with its bite attack again on Bryn. Uh, that is a 19. That is definitely going to hit. Uh, that meets uh, Bryn's armor class. Uh, and it's going to go uh, with a 10. Bryn's going to make his save. He has an incredible strength. <laughs> he has a maxed out strength stat, uh, so he uh, he he saves with a twenty uh, and does not get knocked over as this thing dives onto him. Uh, his warforged body barely even giving uh, in as this thing smashes into him, um, but takes the ten damage. And uh, with that, we are going to be at the top of the round um, again. With uh, well, no, Bryn has purpose or has permanently moved his way down in the. Uh, um, in our. Uh, in our initiative, so I'm going to move him uh, further down now. Uh, so that's going to bring us back to Rangrim, uh, who is uh, at the top of the order currently. Uh, Rangrim is going to, if I can, 
move beyond the first rush giant. Might uh, take an attack of opportunity. You will take an attack of opportunity um, as you're as you're trying to move past him. Uh, you, I won't have you take attack of opportunity from the uh, the wolf, but because he's engaged with uh, with Bryn, but because the the frost giant is so big, you would definitely take an attack of opportunity from him. Fair. Uh, okay, let's let's do a little smashy smash and see what we can do here. Oh man, this is so TD Beyond, dude, would be well tonight. Twenty six. <laughs> with that hit. Oh, 26, I'll allow it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. That's 30 damage. Uh, as this thing, as you try to run <laughs> under the legs of this thing, oh, it just reaches down and just slices across the back of your neck. Um, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Con save, I'm good at those. Uh, plus bless? Uh, still blessed, yes, still blessed. Uh, so that's a twenty-nine plus four. That's you thirty-one. That <laughs> you make that save. Uh, you you feel the uh, the kind of um, this 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 whatever this corrosive damage that is uh, as it kind of digs into your skin. But uh, just like your other dwarven compatriot, uh, you are able to kind of grit through it and it doesn't take, you don't take any additional damage from whatever this uh, additional effect is. Um, but yeah, so you run past right, and you so... are now uh, free to attack the second one that seems to be sitting there uh, kind of just entranced with this uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, rainbow pattern. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, Rain Grim is going to put his hammer on his back both fists to the ground and uh, wall of fire 7th level oh my god what uh wh what kind of a shape are you doing this in here we also have graphics for that uh, so I create a surface solid within range and it's a uh, uh, 20 foot high, one foot thick ringed wall in a 20 foot diameter uh, around me. Okay, you're making a circle? Mm-hmm. There you go. All this stuff. I'm going to have to start watching my resources here. I know. This... Sorry. No, keep going. Max it out. Let's see. Let's find the limit. May as well break it. Tonight's the last night. I was gonna say. So, so every uh, every creature that starts their turn there, or enters into it, takes eight d eight fire damage. Okay, I'm gonna just because uh, just because you're my favorite Duergar, I'm going to uh, move this over just a little bit so that I can. Uh, I think you're gonna be able to get that other that other wolf in it as well. There you go. Um, oh, and if it matters, I was I wasn't worried about dude in the front. Oh. I thought boy, I thought the boys had that one. So I was going to the guys in the back. I mean, if you're centering it on yourself, uh, I mean, if you're centering it in in the middle here, you can hit uh, all three of them. Uh, so it, it's it's uh, that's even better. Cool. Yeah, hit I, I was gonna I was gonna say it's it's twenty feet, and uh, you are well within your uh, your right to hit all of these uh, these these big big boys. Uh, that's what they get for fucking with my donkeys. <laughs> that's right. Never mess with a man's donkeys. Mm -mm. 
okay, so uh, roll. So do they take that damage now, or they take it on the beginning of their turn? I feel like it's technically at the start of their turn, right? And we always, we always mess with that, or I don't know. And so it depends on the side of the wall of fire they were on. I mean, it, at this point, it looks like they're. So when I cast on a spell, it. if they're on the outside of the wall, they take five d eight fire damage. Right now, or on the start of their turn. Right now. Okay. Then uh, so yeah. So roll that damage, um, and I assume that is they just all take e- equal damage, unless you want to roll it all for all of them. Now nah, we'll equal it out. I just don't have that many D8s. <laughs> Alright, I got some. Want me to share? I got... Yeah, just mail them. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a pretty 13. quick drive from Phoenix to Boston, as far as yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Right. It is. It's pretty quick. Yeah, I have at least 13, seven. Here, seven, so. 20. Ah, 46 fire damage. Let's go. Okay. existing. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of... Uh, so, 46. Um... Question, do they get to save, uh, repeat their save now that they've taken damage, Glenn? Oh, spell's broken. Okay, I had a feeling. Yeah, referee Sujukor is keeping us on track here. So... Well, te- technically, they would have got a deck save, but because of Glenn, I don't think they do. They don't. Uh, those they two definitely... Yeah, those two don't. The one in the front will get a deck saving throw. Um, because he was not incapacitated. Uh, let me roll for that uh, that bad boy. That'll be actually great if he doesn't take all that damage because he needs his health. Me too. <laughs> uh, oh my! Seriously, D Beyond, you are showing up today. That's a uh, that's a <laughs> he has a negative two to Dex. Uh, that's a sixteen. Does that save or no? Oh, that do not save. That do <laughs> okay. not save. Okay. Uh, well, then, uh, yeah, they all take that uh, that damage then. And I will say that the one in the front is um, looking pretty rough. I think that you see as this ice starts to kind of melt off of them, as this firewall just blazes into life, and you see, like, you see just how, de- like, degraded and corroded this figure is. I don't know if you, like, it is long past, like, being meat it is like dried husk over skeleton essentially at this point that is like you can this is not something that was recently dead this has been underground or frozen for some time and the more that he defrosts aside from the fact that you just got blasted by what i'm assuming (laughs) is probably a stink uh, just a stink blast as this smell of this thing kind of as it uh, starts to defrost um it's like uh it's like defrosting chicken and then leaving it uh and then blowing a hairdryer past it that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what the situation is that you're currently dealing with. Um, it is uh, you get kind of blasted what? by this this stink uh, as it uh, <laughs> as it um, as it kind of gets blasted by this wall of fire. Um, but uh, that is uh, they are all still standing, uh, but they are the one in front is definitely doing pretty bad. And that uh, frozen wolf that will less frozen now, um, you can see that it is like there are just like it is barely held together by anything um, as this ice starts to melt off this wolf. Um, but that is going to bring us... Uh, Rangram, is there anything else you're doing on your turn? Uh, no. I'll, any of them that start their turn? Yeah. And that wall of fire takes 78 damage. Is it 7 or 8? 78. 
I thought oh. you said 8d8 because it's a 7th level. Yeah, 7th level spell would be 8d8. That's insane. So they start their turn in the ring, which... And then it's, it's, it's when they end their turn. It's, it's they they have a they have their turn to get away from it. Okay, good. That's great. Um, no, it's end. Okay, all right. That's what I was thinking. That's that's great. Because uh, I was gonna say I think that we're gonna lose some boys uh, if they <laughs> they have to if they if it's when they start their turn because that's not gonna be good uh, for them. So um, that is uh, going to bring us and it's within ten feet at the end of their turn. If they're okay. within ten mm-hmm. feet of it at the end of their turn of the outside of the ring. Is that what we determined? Well, it's if they move through it or they start their turn within end. 10 feet of it. End, end their turn within 10 end feet. End their turn within 10 feet. Okay. Um, Where do you see starting turn, Dan? It. Okay. It's end. Yeah. End. Um, uh, Glenn, it's your turn. Uh, since Glenn thinks he's hidden, uh, at least he's from the wolf that's fighting... Our boys up front, and I guess it wouldn't really matter because his spell is now dropped. Um, Glenn is going to just go fuck on a wolf. Um, so Glenn's gonna run forward, and uh, he's gonna pull Chandrell as he's running forward. And there's like a green crackling of flames that's kind of dragging in the snow behind him. And uh, Glenn's going to attack the front frozen wolf. Okay. Um, question uh, is, Answer. well, and this is a question actually about the wall. Do we know whether or not it is, is it creature or can we, can, and can Rangram select who doesn't take damage from it? Or is it everyone that is within 10 feet of it when they end their turn on the outside of the wall? Wall of fire? It's creature. Yeah, I believe it's creature. Each creature within its area. Yeah. So anyone that ends their turn within 10 feet of that wall is going to get uh, just blasted. Yeah. So currently, it's... Uh, That would be Bryn. That would be the wolf. That's the... uh, Well, it's also the uh, side of the wall that I uh, accept, which is the outside of the wall. So... Yeah, it should be everybody. Yeah, I mean... I I can choose where the uh, heat's going. Or the yep. outside of the wall. Because if you turn it inward, it's just going to turn you into a. <laughs> it's going to do a toaster. A little Durgar baked potato. A little <laughs> toastito. Um, okay, I just I wanted to clarify that before anyone moved because I, I had a feeling that that was going to do some uh, some damage potentially. So, yeah. um, okay, uh, Glenn, it's your turn. Uh, I just did it. Uh, Glenn's going to again run forward and uh, Dragon is. Double a, uh, double a scimitar through the ground. He is okay. going to, as he's about to swipe at the uh, wolf in front of him, he's going to use a feat that is new to him called Shibidi-boop. Uh, what's it called? Shibidi-boop. It's called Versatile, Versatile Trickster. And as a bonus action, he's going to cast Mage Hand. He's going to pull on the wolf's tail so it looks away so he gets advantage on the attack. And okay. uh, 18 plus a bunch. So I'm going to guess it hits. <laughs> uh, yes. Great. Sneak attack damage on that bitch. Um, so D10 plus 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, D6. I'm going to go ahead and guess this thing's dead. 
Uh, yeah, it's taking some damage for sure. Uh, this one hasn't been damaged yet. Oh, no? Oh, yeah, this was that extra one that came in. Yep. Bonus wolf. He would have taken the, the fire damage. Uh, it was it within, I guess it was everything within 10 feet of it when it went up, right? Which so I guess it would have Bren, taken the damage. Bryn would have taken that damage too. Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think we just, well, I, I can, however I can you want to do it. Damage too. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them the damage too. It's, uh, it definitely is hurting them in that case. And so is Bryn. Uh, 39 damage to the wolf. Uh, yeah, how does, uh, how does this uh, partially defrosted wolf die? It just, like, as it gets sliced up the chest, it just kind of erupts in green flames and slowly melts away, and then an extra 12 fire damage to the frost giant behind it as the green flame jumps to the next one. Okay, awesome. Um, perfect. That is, uh, I'll give a little bit of damage to that frost giant. As, it, uh, as, that, as that flame uh, kind of mixes with the... Uh, the, I think that this giant is smoking slightly at this point because of the heat just radiating from behind it. I think that the uh, the, the green flame kind of like burning up the front of it, I think looks pretty awesome, uh, kind of silhouetted by the orange flame behind um, as uh, you see kind of some of its like, its furs and skin just kind of sloth away this like dry skin and, and furs that it's covered with. Uh, you see it kind of burn up and you just see like, skeleton uh and like kind of dried organs within almost like a like a frost giant mummy and that's my turn awesome uh that is going to bring us to cosmo okay um cosmo's turn should be pretty quick here um he is going to cast. Let me find it. I had it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to cast Aura of Vitality, and um, blah blah blah. Use my bonus action to heal for two d six. Okay. Um, and I am gonna just do that for myself. And because I took a whole heaping <laughs> amount of damage, and we get a little bit. I'm not a big healer. Would it say if I got? Oh, yeah, I see it. Okay, I see it. I know how to read a D&D Beyond character sheet. <laughs> All right, I feel better that I'm back in the triple digits of HPs. And uh, Sajukor so read my mind. And uh, as Cosmo, the, the wolf died, right? Wolf died? Uh, yes, this okay. wolf is, is also dead. Tight. And he's, he's go. All right, Chet. We got the bigger one that we're gonna get this time. Let's do it. As he all right, all right. Uh, what happens when I use my action surge via Chet? I don't know how that pans out. Uh, I mean, basically, you just use your bonus action uh, to action action surge. I believe that's uh, how it works. Oh, I didn't pull up the uh, weapon because I already used through the wall of fire. It 
absolutely does damage to you. I no should be should be okay. Yeah, he's still on the outside of it. Also, uh, action surge means you get get another action. Which, yeah. uh, if it's my bonus action, I used it, um, and I might be SOL. Because I, I use bonus action to use action surge. Um. It. Let's see. Okay. It might be SOL um, there then, because uh, it's a, also... it's an action to cast a spell. Then I have to use my bonus action to. Actually, if it's from the you. item, it's not usually. I was trying to pull the item up. Uh, what do they call that thing again? So I, I believe that it. So the way I read it is that it, it's essentially giving you the ability to use action surge, but it still right. would cost the same amount of actions from you. It's not like a, it's not like casting it as a like even spells. If you had got access to a spell, you know mm, it would still cost true. you a spell slot. So if um, I let's see, is um. Uh, but I, you're good. Go ahead. I'm listening. I was just gonna say, uh, I I did forget about one of the uh, the abilities of this creature, so I am gonna make you at your earliest convenience. I'm gonna need you to make me a uh, Constitution saving throw. The Frost Giant. Uh, yes. Uh, it has a uh, an effect called Numbing Aura, and any creature that starts its turn within ten feet of it uh, must make a Constitution saving throw or oh. effect. Oh, okay. Well, that's sorry nice. About that. No, don't be I sorry. I remember that earlier. It would have been wonderful to just really dunk on all of you guys. Uh, you can push action surge. Starting the second level, you can push yourself beyond your normal limits. On your turn, you can take one additional action on top of your regular action. Uh, it doesn't say regular action surge doesn't use a see. bonus action. I'm reading D&D Beyond rules about action surge. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, you, it just is a. Uh, it, if, if it's just something that you get access to, um, then yeah, you can just use action surge and essentially get another action, which for you would mean you get multiple attacks. Indeed. Okay. First, you needed a con save. Yes, I need a con save from you uh, because this would have technically this is going to retroactively go to the back to the beginning of your turn. It's also going to uh, anyway. Just make me a Constitution save throw. Constitution saving throw. Here we go. Mm. I was a 16. That is just not good enough. Um, we were looking uh, for a little higher than that. Um, so, Numbing Aura. Any creature that starts its turn within 10 feet, the, 10 feet of this creature must make a constitution saving throw. Unless uh, the save succeeds, the creature can't make more than one attack uh, or take a bonus action on that turn. So, uh, you've already taken bonus action, so essentially what this will do is make it so that you cannot use action surge for this at this time. I'm, I'm fine with that. So then my, okay. at that point, we'll call it over for my turn. Um, is it something, a save I make every turn? Uh, any, anytime you start uh, within 10 feet of, this, of it, of this creature, yes. So, uh, I wish I'd remembered it earlier. That would have been really, really helpful. I just back up a little bit. <laughs> 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 How's that? Sure. I love it. Um, yeah, you you move well. Uh, you are engaged in combat with it, so if you move back, that's you're gonna take attack of opportunity. That's fair. Uh, I'll stay right here. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, whoever's um, next. Cheers. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, actually, who's next is going to be uh, your friendly neighborhood frost giant. Um, as this thing uh, is just burning uh, from behind um, and is just going to react to that and essentially just like 
I think try running uh, is actually going to try to like run through um, the th essentially like move forward enough to essentially where he's standing like over the top of you um, to try to get out of the range of this as well. I guess he's going to actually have to move past you a little bit to get out of the range of this thing, um, which I assume means he's going to take attack opportunities. He's not moving out uh, of your did range. He, is he? No. Is he? Is he moving? Uh, uh, no, no. He was already in, in the range. He wouldn't take any damage from the wall of fire. Yeah, because uh. he's now moved out of the way. So he's just essentially moving further away from it. To, he runs further up this thing, essentially like running through you guys uh, just to be out of range. And because he's not breaking, he's not leaving your guys' like, area of attack, essentially, he doesn't get attack opportunities, I don't believe. That's fair. Um, but he's essentially just getting out of the way of that, that wall of fire, running further up there and just turning around and uh, is going to attack. He's not attacking you guys from behind. I'll turn you guys to, to be facing him. Uh, but uh, he is, uh, he's going to do some, uh, some punches on you. Let's do... On, on who? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, well, that's going to be... It's an R for... Uh, now Rangram's out of the way, so I'll re-roll that. Uh, that's going to be Bryn. Uh, actually, Glenn's back too, so that's actually a G. So that's actually, he's going to attack Glenn. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see what we got here. Um, so I think that he's going to. Oh, man, I'm so. I know Glenn is, is a squishy boy. Uh, let's see what we got going on here with this. Uh, that's actually a really bad roll. It's a 13 for the first attack. You, oh my god, he rolled terrible. Uh, 14 okay. for the second attack. Um, as he whiffs with both of them, uh, this is uh, not looking good. I think he runs past and is just like uh, so like acting on instinct as this fire is essentially burning them away. Um, they run past you, and as they're kind of running past, they're trying to swipe down on you a couple times, Glenn, and are not able to make purchase in this kind of like furious uh, fleeing that they're doing. Um, that is going to bring us to the other frost giant who is just going to come. Uh, it's going to come running around this wall of fire. Uh, it's, it has a, what is the movement speed of this, this creature? I think it's really, it's a lot, well, it's 40 feet. So, um, so he's able to absolutely, uh, get, uh, get over to you. The problem is he's definitely still in the wall of fire from where, uh, he, is, well, no, he's actually just outside of range if he's able to move right here. Um, <clears throat> he's just, I mean, these things are trying to get away from that friggin' wall of fire. They're like, they, they, this thing is absolutely melting them. Uh, so just outside of the range of that wall of fire, uh, he's going to go for an attack on Cosmo. I think it's the only one he can reach. Uh, that's a 22 to hit you, Cosmo. Um, 22 does hit. Okay. Uh, let's do some Oh, you mean bless the giant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, I assume it's uh, I assume it's the one with the axe because they that one. Yeah, he said giant one. axe. He blessed giant okay. axe. Oh man, thank you. You're the best. Uh, so for that first attack, that's gonna be 33 damage, Cosmo. Nice. Um, I need you to make me a con saving throw. Okay. One thing at a time, DM. You're killing me already. You're killing me. Uh, dirty, dirty twenty on that con save. Okay, you're able to fend it off again. Man, these things are never going to get you with their effect. Uh, let's attack you with the second attack. 
Come on. That's a 17 uh, with that second one. Although I got blessed. So let's add a little. Was that add a D4? D4. Yep. Uh, that's a four to that. So that's uh, 21 to hit. Need to beat. That... Oh, thank you, Hockey Man. Coming in clutch. Uh, that's 21 damage. I need another con saving throw from you, my dwarven guy. Uh, that is an 18. Uh, that also saves. Uh, you do not take any of this extra damage, um, as uh, as essentially this thing like this this guy this giant axe like it is uh, it is essentially like it's the only thing that isn't corroded here. It's definitely partially frozen, but this thing is like even even in its like it within this like snowstorm, you can see it like gleaming down um, as it just kind of whips this thing and just. I think cuts through your armor like a tin can um, as it swipes this thing down at you with this great axe. Um, but that is going to uh, bring us to the next in the order here, um, which is actually going to be Bryn. Um, and all these things roll the same dang initiative each other. Uh, but that's going to be Bryn next, uh, who is just like, I think, turns around and goes, Oh, no, you don't. And uh, pulls out his uh, great sword and is going to try doing uh, some great attacks. He's got to do a con save because of the auras. Oh, yeah. He needs to make that con save. Let's do that real quick. Thanks for the reminder. Probably need to do it twice because there's two giants. Is it? Uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, does it stack? Yes, or? he's within He's within 10. Yeah, he's within 10 feetable. So it's gonna. he's going to have to make that twice. Um, he rolled a 19 for the first one. Uh, and a 15 for the second one. Uh, that second one is not going to save. Uh, Bryn is only going to be able to use one of his attacks and can't use a bonus action. So um, uh, the the let's re-roll this because I rolled it before I did anything else. Uh, that's a 26 to hit with Bryn's uh, greatsword. Uh, so he's going to get one attack in on this uh, on this this uh, kind of the one with the frozen fingers. Um, that's going to be 12 damage. Uh, with his Vihander sword, and as he feels this, like, aura, I think what it feels like is that you almost, as you're uh, inhaling this, like, frozen aura, it, I think that you're, like, feeling your chest kind of constrict, and you feel it hard to get to take a breath. And so, like, you're feeling winded a lot quicker. Um, but this thing is going to take uh, 12 additional damage. What's up? So, Bane, so, Sujukor had initially Bane the axe guy at the very beginning. Okay, so Bless and Bane are canceling each other out there. Uh, or not canceling each other out there, but I... Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, I think I he uh, blessed the Axe guy. No, Sajukor baned the Axe guy, and Hockeyman blessed Shoot. the Axe guy. Okay, um, what we can do then is I'll roll both. I'll roll the bl- the Bane and the... Uh, can, can he be both, I guess? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think they would just cancel know. each other out, right? I don't. I don't AJ, want to cancel it out because they both they spent these uh, they spent these these uh, you know they, we we have uh, you know we, we've spent some coin here. I appreciate them doing this. So um, let let I'll just roll both of them. I'll roll the bane first, and then I'll roll the bless. I feel um, like I should get Bobby, that HP back. I'm gonna give you. The, I'm, gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you the HP back because no matter what, I would have rolled at least a one, uh, and you, it would not have hit you. Uh, so you can have that HP back. What was it? Twenty one. Yeah, you can have that Harry Potter back. Go for it. Nice. I'll take that. That puts me above bloodied, uh, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, dude, Bryn, Bryn is, is doing pretty poorly right now because that firewall going off. Uh, he's also going to have to... Bryn's going to move out of the way a little bit just to get... Just a skosh. 
to get uh to not be uh in that firewall um just just a, just a just a smidge he's gonna get out of the way um and he's gonna be uh over here to the side now hanging out underneath the hand of this creature um but that is going to bring us to the uh the last or uh, well no actually second to last no the wolf yeah the, the one of the wolves is gone one second Let me there's only one on the them. map that we see exactly so there is one wolf left uh okay. and this this final wolf is uh just gonna die just being, <laughs> it, it i think that it um i think it just dives towards you rangram and dies right through this firewall um and uh i think i just would i guess assume it just takes all the damage all at once as soon as it passes D8, through the firewall it would take 8d8 damage okay as it only has uh 20 20 hp left uh, let's just assume i it's gonna do that much damage i think the minimum is is around there uh well I mean, feel free to roll it if you want to, but I think I think we can assume that this this wolf just jumps through this firewall. We, we can assume I, it's it's gonna get smoked. Yeah, yeah. So I, think it, I, think it, I think it jumps through this firewall and it just like disintegrates, and I, you just get sprinkled with like bone shards of this uh, this wolf as it kind of just like cooks itself and just comes <laughs> apart. And like so, this shower of bones just kind of rain down on you um, and kind of hang out with you in this uh, uh, in this weird little. Um, uh, hell circle you've made. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's going to bring us to the uh, top of the order then uh, with our favorite Durgar, uh Rangrim. What would you like to do? Uh, Rangrim's going to look to the Frost Giant with the axe. At this point, still keeping up concentration on the um, fire circle and just yelling through it. You're going to let him do that? do that to you like that and I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at 6th level to the Frost Giant with the claws oh my god um okay yeah roll me that uh roll me that attack uh the spell attacks uh plus 10 so that's a 27 <laughs> yeah that hits <laughs> and it's a meager 96 <laughs> um okay uh yeah I mean that uh that's that's probably gonna uh be pretty good i would say 96 that's insane okay let's go 18 20 38 damage okay um night guiding bolt that is exactly its hp um how that's what i thought uh, nerd <laughs> that is exactly its hp um so I have something I wanted to, it's going to do before it dies, but how does, uh, what does it look like when this guiding bolt, bolt goes off and blasts this, uh, this, this giant? Uh, Rangrim just like throwing his hammer over his back. Spirit gun shoots him directly in the face. I, and uh, I feel like I, it just goes through his head and he probably just uh, immediately dies. Um, as you are, as you're going to shoot him with this uh, with this spirit gun, I think you make direct eye contact with this thing. Um, and as you are blasting it with the uh, the guiding bolt, it makes you guys make eye contact. And then you make me a Constitution saving throw. Oh, I don't like that at all. They make eye con eye contact is never good. <laughs> no, they make eye contact. Uh... I haven't made eye contact with a single person since COVID happened. Was it a con save? Uh, con save actually, that's a ten. 
Um, <laughs> That's my good save. <laughs> I need these dice to settle here because they're all stacked on top of each other. They're not <laughs> resolving. Um, Rangrim, you take 29 damage as you feel this freezing <laughs> stare blast you in like it just like it, you see its eyes just burn blue as your spirit gun just blasts its head basically a hole through its head and it falls back you take 29 damage um and uh of cold damage and uh you are paralyzed until the end of the next turn that's hot garbage <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess i'll allow it <laughs> um Hell yeah. Now, Rangrim's actually taking some damage this time. Usually, I feel like battles either go one way. Rangrim is either, like, really hurt, or you have taken zero damage the entire battle. Um, so, I, I yeah, if, a battle where I'm able to actually damage Rangrim is uh, is a pretty, uh, I would say it's a pretty good one. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, that guys, is gonna... I'm paralyzed. Fuck this guy with the axe. Kill him, please. <laughs> um... Right, I'm going to remove this guy from the map. There is one giant left, and uh, that is it, wielding this uh, big old axe. Um, so that is going to uh, bring us to Glenn. Uh, Glenn is going to... Oh, actually, John, to... I'm sorry. How much How much damage did you do? 29. Glenn is going to cast. I just wanted, I just wanted to roll, roll the dice to see if I could keep up the concentration on the wall fire absolutely can't okay so wall fire is gone mm. to be fair most things have gotten out of the way of it yeah but it, i mean it did its job it did an incredible amount of damage at first uh glenn i need you to make me uh a constitution save throw first Ampoli. <sighs> Ooh, that's not good uh 11 okay uh, you cannot take a, uh, you only get one attack and you cannot take a bonus action this turn. Ooh, as, no bonus action as you feel, as you feel your, uh, your chest restrict with this freezing, uh, numbing aura. That changes my plan. I'm so right. sorry. I, I know that you had, uh, everything, you had already laminated it and had gotten it all ready to go. <laughs> nah, fuck this giant blue bastard. Uh, Glenn is going to look this guy straight in the face and say, uh, my friend would look better with your axe, and he's going to just shoot him right in the noggin. Actually, no, he's already engaged with Cosmo, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yes. Then Glenn's just going to close the So sneak attack. Get that sneak attack with Chandrell. Uh, okay. And I'm going to roll. I was going to say, are you, so you're using Sean, you're using uh, Chandrell, you're not using, uh, you're, you've, you've given in to using Chandrell, you're not using Adnus? Scimitar crown? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like they squashed yeah. their beef. I thought eh, chicken. They're dealing. They're deal. They're they're kind of um. They're they're like a couple after uh after someone after one it's of them has done something speed. terrible and they're not ready to move out yet. But they're uh they're kind of coexisting currently. They're they're, they're just like getting cohabitating. They are uh, working out their frustrations on these frost giants right now. Yeah. Yeah. Either she'll she'll get over it or she'll hang out in the mountain for a little bit. Uh, twenty nine to hit. <laughs> Uh, that definitely hits. I figured as much. And whole gaggle of damage. Talk about uh, emotional manipulation if you uh, use somebody and then get mad at them for it, right? It's going to be a whole bunch. Uh, actually, not that much. A bunch of ones on that one. That's appropriate. 
15. Oh, I can't use a bonus. Oh, this doesn't count as bonus. Okay. Uh, 9, 15, 17, and then 2d8. For green flame? Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be wow. That was great. Uh, fifteen plus thirteen, so twenty-eight damage, and he is on fire. Fire! Fire! Uh, twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, twenty-eight damage. Uh, so the fire does it do? Uh, it does extra damage to it. Yeah, it's two d eight of fire damage, which was like the last thirteen of the uh, damage there. Okay. Um, yeah, just like the other one. I mean, this thing is uh, is like a dried husk, um, and you can see like this Gross. this kind of facial hair that is like half, like you know, kind of half ripped off, and you can see like half of its jaw is kind of like uh, it, you can see it's exposed, but like you see part of its like uh, it once previously like lustrous beard kind of burn away as you uh, light it with this green flame blade. And so I have a bonus action. That's turn. I love this no bonus action thing. Really, really shortens the turns up here. Um, that's going to bring us to everything's dead except Cosmo. Uh, I hope not. <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of, there was a lot of uh, creatures between you and There uh, was. There was there was things between. There was. Uh, so first and Cosmo foremost. Cosmo for smash. First and <laughs> foremost, you need a con save. Uh, yep, I need con save from you, my dude. Let's see how we do. Wish Nerd I remember there. stunning aura earlier. It would have really changed the the sure, tide yeah. of this battle. Uh, dirty twenty. Uh, okay, uh, that does make it actually. He's Great. First one to make that save. Yes. Okay. Action surge. Right. It was just. All right, I've had enough of you, big fella. And he's just going to. <laughs> Run. Let's go. He's gonna run and he's gonna jump. He's gonna grab his beard and he's just gonna hit <laughs> him upside the jaw. Like, <laughs> okay. Pat. Roll me roll me an athletics check just to just to see how uh whether or not you're able how high right. you're able to jump here. MJ he's athletic as fuck. Athletic AF. We Air Cosmo. Mm. It is a uh, sixteen. Yeah, uh, that's. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fine. You're able to uh, jump up and grab onto one of these like kind of rotting uh, beard braids that I think is probably the thickness of like a ship rope. Like it's it's probably a good like uh, eight inches in diameter. Uh, as you're able to, boy. It's, it's a thick. It's a big. It's a big boy. This this is a uh, this is a huge undead creature. Some big beard girth. Uh, all right. It's a girthy beard. <laughs> As uh, Cosmo goes in for the old one-two, as he attacks onto his dome, I'm gonna spit out some undead ice giant teeth here. Uh, that's not so good. Oh wait a minute, I think we know this. It's like six plus a bunch, uh, so eighteen. <laughs> To hit <laughs> 18 to hit yeah that hits cool and um that one's not as good uh 15 to hit i think uh, we determined it just meets it oh, just meets. sick i thought 16 was the meat okay 
Uh, I don't know. I feel like we throw down a little bit of smite damage just for spice. Because we're here, we're hanging 10, so we're gonna. And, uh. Give him some. Some smote and damage. Get smote on. So. I don't want to roll too much. Too many dices here. So we're gonna roll. Because he. You are the ice giants undead dice? as well? We landed on that. Why, right? why, yes. why don't every, you want to roll dices? Roll, okay. all, roll every die you can. I. Yeah, why are you saving <laughs> every, dice? Every single one. Oh my gosh. I'm. I. Go I. For I it. Spells. You know, okay, two plus three, um, and yeah, okay, cool, perfect. I just, you know, I'm trying to be fair, but I want to spend, I'm trying not to overspend on my spell slots here, you know. There I, might, a I big mean, ice dragon might pop out of the rock after this thing dies. Like, this could be round one, all right? Hey, oh, I mean, or you can leave it alive, and uh, then it gets to attack uh, your paralyzed friend Rangram next time. <laughs> next that sounds turn. really bad. That sounds really bad. All right. Murder. Yes, it's it's there. It is intended. All right, so first attack, 22, uh, 28, plus uh, 7. So 28 plus 7 is the first attack. And uh, which would be so 35. 35. Oh, dude, I almost rolled max damage on my uh weapon dice three times in a row but i fell holy over. cow um okay so this one is gonna be 10 it's much less uh and 9 19 plus 7 so 26 26 and 35 you just go absolutely ham on this monster and like it you are just like beating into its like face and its face is like caving in and like you can just see like it's it's giving beneath your blows and like its face is almost like a crescent moon at this point and it is like i think that you're you the braid you're holding on to just like rips off and you fall back down uh but it after your attacks but like it is it is barely standing like it is kind of just just kind of it stumbles backwards and it is you don't know how it's still held up. Like its head has almost come completely caved off the body, um, but it is still alive. Should, should I? Yeah. All right. I feel like I do. All right, that's fine. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, all right, I fall Kill down it. and I think I just like use its, uh, I use the big strand of beard that I have and I just like improvised weapon to like swing for the ankles of this thing. Okay, roll made attack. All right. Um... Nat 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, roll me, uh, I mean, ro roll the damage just so that you, uh, you're welcome to roll the damage. I'm going to say though, you can have a coup de gras if you don't want to, if you don't want to spend time rolling. Uh, what do you want me to dice roll though? I definitely not Chet. Do you want me to do like how you fucked it? How, you, how you fucked the, it in the face? Just take the coup de gras. Just let yeah. just take the kill. I'll take. Um, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. If if it goes okay. down, that I feel like 
An improved improvised weapon might be at least a D6 plus whatever. So, so uh, you you cleave this thing's legs out from underneath it, and it falls down on its side. And as you're walking over to it to just basically bury your the you'll take take your hammer and just smash its head into the snow. Um, you see its one remaining eye flash. Cosmo, I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw. Oh, damn it! I should have known. Should have seen it. I wasted my nat twenty. Watch. I'm gonna just roll a nat one and go unconscious immediately. Because <laughs> I do every combat. Hey, okay. 30-20. Uh, you make the save, uh, and you do not uh, take any you still go additional damage. Um, <laughs> its eye flashes, and but it's not, it does not uh it does not get off in time. It basically you see it start to flash, and then you just smash its head uh directly into the snow. And you so as as all these things are around you, these like bodies of these these figures. As soon as you destroy this last giant, you see something familiar that you haven't seen happen in some time. You see all these bodies start to dissolve and turn and start to blow away in the wind in like this kind of like dark black powder. Um, what you would recognize as something we coined as necrocane. Necrocane, um, it's the these, necrocane. These, there's a massive pile of these, and it's starting to kind of get buried with snow and start to blow away in this in this blizzard. But these creatures have all dissolved, um, and so you're all sitting there, and it's like you're like, what the hell? Like this thing came out of nowhere, um, and you have just a second to uh, kind of you know get your bearings, when suddenly you see, uh, coming up the path, up this little mound, you see uh, another just massive figure that is moving your direction. Um, with your passive perception, I'll say that you can tell that it is on, it seems like a four-legged creature. It's huge though. And you see what looks like a small figure on this thing's back. Um, what do you do as it's moving towards you? Yeah, you can't see it. You just see an outline right now in the blizzard. Uh, any of us? Cosmo ready uh, yeah, is in action. I, I don't know. I think, like, he's just, like, shield up, weapon out, smite, ready. Like, well, I'm guessing the bracelet on my wrist is going fucking insane. It uh, is, yeah, absolutely. So just going to shoot at it. Uh, okay, uh, you're going to shoot at the figure that's uh, moving towards you? The four-legged one that all the necrocane floated towards? No, 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 no. There's no, the necrocane's not floating towards it. The necrocane's just kind of, oh, 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 oh. these things have dissolved. Your thing is going off like crazy though. You're completely right. Your, um, your, uh, what do we call it? The, um, the necro tracer, uh, is lifted up into the air and it's just like alerting you to this, uh, to this, uh, this energy as this, uh, after these things have dissolved. Oh yeah. Glenn would hold an action then of holding the bow, draw the bow okay. and kind of following Cosmos. What are you doing right uh, Rangram's directly next to Cosmo, uh, pulling out his Warhammer of eruptions and just like standing stalwart, like, all right, fuck. Uh, I think, I think Bryn, uh, kind of pulling himself up and kind of just like shaking the snow off of him, uh, wielding that Vihander steps right up next to you as well. Rangram goes, uh, well, let's see what we got now. And, uh, you see this figure step. Uh, continue to step towards you. Again, big, heavy steps, and it's moving slowly. And then you see it kind of take shape, and it takes you by surprise. You see this 
massive mammoth that is uh that is moving towards you that has packs all over its back and sides like it looks like it is almost carrying like a just you know like a whole uh you know it's almost carrying a bazaar's worth of goods all around it just this massive uh figure and you see on its back it has like this kind of little raised tent area with like a little awning keeping the figure out of the snow and the figure on its back is just covered head to toe in furs and as it gets closer you see this figure pull their hood off uh, and kind of shake some snow off of them and you recognize a fearful which is something that you haven't seen yet in this campaign um and as they kind of step forward they just go well hello there my name is sajukor are you in need of assistance? <laughs> and that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Yes. Oh, I should have killed him. Yes. Let's yes. go. Uh, we're going we're gonna to kill him. Sajukor. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.